Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Eight fifteen on Wisconsin's Morning News. Great to be with you on this Wednesday morning. I know this is going to generate a lot of discussion. So I'll give you the Old National Bank talk and text line right off the bat, 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. Unsolicited, we got a lot of thoughts on this already when we talked about it earlier in the morning. You heard the piece, so we talked with Dr. Ken Harris of 101.7 The Truth. Our segment with him today was my contention that it's time to seriously consider, and in fact, I'm on board with going with toll roads in Wisconsin. And I hadn't always been there, E. Like... I don't know. Do we need another form of taxation? Do we need another way to pay? And as much as they promise us, well, if we did that, then we would use the revenue to lower your gas taxes or lower your... Right. It usually doesn't happen. That's true. You're right. I would like to see if we went that direction, some sort of tie to here are the taxes or fees or whatever that you're paying now that we're going to lower. Maybe it's a registration fee so that we get a break here in Wisconsin. Maybe it's lowering the gas tax, whatever that might be. That said... What sold me on toll roads in Wisconsin was my halfway across the country drive to drop my daughter off to school in New York. We traversed six states. So starting in Wisconsin, we went through Illinois, paid tolls there, went through Indiana, paid tolls there, went through Ohio, paid tolls there, went through Pennsylvania, paid tolls there, went through New Jersey, paid tolls there. Mm -hmm. And then to get into Manhattan, it was almost 20 bucks a pop to go through the Holland Tunnel. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then I think we were the Lincoln Tunnel on the way back. Same deal. So I paid everywhere all this money as a visitor through these states, paid to all sorts of other states. And the only one I didn't pay in was mine. We got all kinds of people coming up here who travel through Wisconsin or to Wisconsin. Correct. And we're missing out on all that revenue. I looked up the latest figure I could find for Illinois. Illinois did about $1.5 billion in tolls and related revenue in 2021. So maybe that's more, maybe that's less. Either way, you're topping a billion dollars in what they're raking from people who are just driving around. 80 to 90% of whom barely even know they're doing it. It's just a cost of doing business every day, right? I go to Illinois all the time to visit family, my parents or whatnot. I never, ever, ever am thinking about the three bucks I have to pay to drive on the highway. And I don't like it. I mean, I think I probably grumbled about it at every booth. Like, not looking forward ah, to it. I can't believe it. I'm not at all. I mean, I was totally that guy <laughs> yeah, but from you, Wisconsin. You happily did it, though. Well, I don't know about happily, but I did. Like, what but, was I going to do? Yeah, right? I was going to say, you did not do it. You didn't find a way around it. Our iPass ran out of money. Borrowed an iPass for my in-laws. And they're like, yeah, you know, take the iPass. I didn't know it was pre. you have to preload that. Yeah, oh, yeah. But you don't have to. I mean, you can always go back, go on their websites of the different states and actually pay online yeah. after the fact. Within 10 days or whatever. Well, yeah. so I had that. It was easy sailing out there, Deb. And then on the way back, I kept getting caught at the gate. They're like, invalid iPass. Well, what do you mean invalid? Oh, Lordy, that's not right. I need to call them like, oh, uh, yeah, we, we didn't know it's going to cost you that much. It's probably <laughs> about $100 bucks. in total. Yikes. If I look at the round tripper, does that make sense, E? Yeah. It better yeah. feel like that Seinfeld episode where... <laughs> If you were for that amount of money that you're paying into that, those roads, better feel luxurious. luxurious lanes. It's that's <laughs> with some Kramer lanes. It's fun you say that. I don't know if it's in my head, but oftentimes I'll, I'll laugh to my wife about that. I'm like, hmm, snow seems to be nice and cleared here in Illinois. Like once I get to 294, yep. I'll tell you that hmm, stretch. Roads are flying nice here. Stretch from the border right into Chicago. When you get into the city, it's pretty rough here. Here in spots on 94 yeah. and such, but that that stretch between here and Chicago, pretty nice roads. Yeah. 
I thought Pennsylvania had really solid. We were I-80 all the way from Pennsylvania, which I mentioned was a beautiful drive gate to gate. West to east, just mountains and stuff. I mean, not the Rocky Mountains, but everything is up or down and just beautiful. How are the license plates? Any license plates as crappy as Wisconsin's? All, all solid. And no, nobody else has Anyone else using plates. Sharpies on their their license plates to make sure you can read them? So I came to the realization of, like, I don't want to pay tolls, but by the same token, if everybody else around us is doing it and they're capitalizing on all this revenue that's coming in, why are we the outlier? What do the stories say? Only 15 states don't charge some sort of tolls on some of their roads? Why are we, you know, not among those forty-five others? Like, what, what is it that we know here that they don't? And I just looked at it like, could solve a lot of problems. It's a user fee, and if you're local and you find a way around it, you know, take over here, take over there, cost you a few extra minutes. We've talked about express lanes for tolls, like Alexis Lane. Yeah, right. So if you're willing to pay a couple extra bucks to zip on through, fine, whatever. Entertain some sort of idea like that. I just. I just think it has to be, we have to be missing out on a revenue opportunity here and a way to probably lower some of our taxes or fees. We have a pretty, I mean, look, what do we have? If you're, if you're in Milwaukee County, you're paying a wheel tax to the, to the county, you're paying mm-hmm. a wheel tax to the city. Yep. Not that those aren't going to go away, but it's an, it's an expense already for driving. That, see that part. I think, I think you're wrong there. I, I don't, I can't imagine that if we went through this right. process, no, they're stays. taking down some registration. That's not going to happen. Everything would stay the same. Maybe our roads would be kept up a little bit nicer, maybe. Well, or you're not drawing from the general fund, then, to take care of these major projects or other things. Because we don't have enough major projects. (laughs) We need some more major projects. We don't have enough barrels on the roadways. All right. Struck a nerve. A lot of folks texting in. Old National Bank talk and text line. 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. 855-616-1620. I say it's time for tolls. Get some of your thoughts next on Wisconsin's Morning News. At 825, been asking the question on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Should Wisconsin go with tolling as a way to pay for our transportation costs and needs? Got some great texts text yeah. on the old National Bank. Talk and text line, 855-616-1620. I think we got a couple of calls here, but I'll go through some of these texts. All right, Vince. Tolls. Yes, let's make all those out-of-staters pay for their trips to the Northwoods. Uh, there's a theme there. A lot of people are liking to stick it to the, the fibs and the fish tabs. Guys, <laughs> even if they just put tolls by the border of Illinois, they'd make a ton of money from Illinois people coming up here to go to their cottages or whatever. One booth. That's all we need. Yeah. Another one. Just think if you put tolls in Lake Geneva or the <laughs> Wisconsin Dells or in Door County, how much revenue we'd get from tourists. But then there's this one, the Debbie Downer, this texter. But if Wisconsin has tolls, we will pay more often yes, we because will. we live and work here the whole year, not an occasional trip. It's not only for residents that live in Illinois, says that texter. Fair enough. And the only reason I've come around on this is, again, to have, having driven all the way to the East Coast and paid in every other state. It's like, what do they all know that we don't know, right? They're onto something there. They're generating revenue. And that sort of brought me around as if I'm going to pay everywhere else every time I go somewhere. Time for everybody else to pay up as well. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. And Liz is on the line with us from Brown Deer. Morning, Liz. Hi, good morning. Um, I, I hate tolls. I hate them. But the new, with the new electronic devices, I think it makes it a lot easier. So that's not quite as bad. And... Um, 
I was thinking about it. I decided to open my mind listening to your discussion, so thanks for that. And I do live in Milwaukee County, but I know a lot of people who live in other counties and complain about the Milwaukee freeway, et cetera, et cetera. And, but they're like, I, I don't go anywhere in Milwaukee, but I sure want to use the roads. So it's not even just out-of-staters. It kind of works county by county, too, because, you know, we have that, oh, you're Milwaukee thing. And, and so those people that are driving through could help pay, too. That would be okay. That would and be the, okay. Like, local people, yeah, we, could, we can find alternate routes, as, you know, not always, but has been mentioned. Right. Because we're smart. Liz, appreciate that. Vince Vetrano, opening minds all over Wisconsin here on Wisconsin's <laughs> Morning News. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Let me bring in Bob is in Burlington. Morning, Bob. Hey, good morning. See, I was thinking you guys really are kind of missing some of the some of the costs. And I mean, while it's ideal to transfer the cost of roads, you know, from the taxpayer to the user, uh, that's one thing. But you know, it's going to take a lot of money to set up the infrastructure to no collect those tolls. Yep. And it's 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 also going to, uh, you know, it, it's 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 going to cost us a lot of money just the drivers. I'd rather change the subject to uh, some sort of a tax on electric vehicles who don't pay the gasoline tax today. Uh, they're using the roads just as much. They're beating the daylights out of our roads just as much as anybody else, but they don't pay any gasoline taxes. So I'd change the subject. to Forget about tolls, but go to taxing uh, electric vehicles. Appreciate that, Bob. I, I, you know, and his point's well taken on the cost. To, yeah, no, it's not just out-of-staters who are going to pay this. We also no, will we pay. live here. I, I promise you that if this ever actually got any traction in Madison, Republicans who control the state legislature would tie it to some sort of other tax reduction. Right. They're not going to just approve a new tax because that's just not what, what they would allow. So whether or not that holds long term, we could debate. But certainly what you would see is, OK, if we do this, we project out X, Y, Z in revenue. Some of that would be returned to taxpayers in savings would be how I would guess they would put it. Got a couple of these asking similar questions from the 414. I'd be interested to know the net profit for tollway systems. The better indicator of success is the net profit number, hint the hop. Well, you mentioned Illinois, right? Didn't you say Illinois? Uh, Illinois was, and I can't remember if this was revenue if or if it was profit, but 2021, their number was $1.4 billion. Okay. So, and again... My guess is they all know something that apparently we don't. Like, Illinois is not running a toll system where they're taking it, you know what right. I mean, where it's costing them money to run. Illinois has got other problems. Hey, here's one from the uh, Old National Bank talking text line. Pay Illinois toll money to go and get pot. They have it all figured out down there. Yeah. Yes, sir! <laughs> yeah, they sure do. 8.30 on Wisconsin's Morning News. 8.38 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I still am having trouble processing this one. The, num- the number of people, the percentage. All right, here we go. Let's get to it. I see dead people. Yes. All right. The number of people seeing dead people. Actually, that's not Is quite that how Beetlejuice? Yes, you mean like spirits, or are you talking about actually people that are dead? Many Americans, Debbie, say they've interacted with the dead. Oh, Okay. The connections people experience with their loved ones doesn't necessarily end after death, according to a research center survey that was cited in CNN. So more than half of Americans, 53%, hmm. 
53% reported ever having been visited by a dead relative in dreams, quote, or some other form. See, now, and Deb, do you yeah. break it? If, if I say I were... We've... we've We've all lost people, right? Right, and we all probably have looked up at some point or another and said to departed mom or auntie so and so, "Give me strength here for mm-hmm. whatever." Sure, but like being visited by someone is a little well, bit different. That's not what we're talking about here. And the thing right? is, the dreams are really kind of a gray area because you could just be dreaming about them, or you could be quote unquote visited by them. I've dreamt about my grandmother, but I don't know if she visited me was trying so, to tell you something you know, so there's a the little bit more I, and i agree with you debbie i think i yeah for sure i've dreamed about abe lincoln's i mean i'm communicating <laughs> with him uh 44 hey, percent of respondents <laughs> Ow, hot shot yeah, what did he have to say anything four score <laughs> no, that's I it boring he was telling me about my car or something 44 percent of respondents say they've experienced at least one of these three encounters in the past year feeling a dead relative's presence Telling a late family member about their lives or having a deceased relative communicate with them. So the define in the safe. <laughs> Man, that's other level stuff. I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I, I could be a believer. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, Debbie, so answer me this. Who do you think is more likely to feel the presence of a dead relative? Hmm. A man or a woman? Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Can I can I even qualify that? A child. No, man or woman. Ugh. Or at least male, male or female. Male or female. Uh, I'm going to say probably female. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, uh, 41%. Patrick Sweezy came and visited me. <laughs> <laughs> You're making pots. Yes. Yeah, babe. Um, 41% of women were more likely than men. Uh, to report recently feeling the presence of a dead relative, according to the survey. <laughs> and the other thing we should point out is that the survey's yes-no questionnaire didn't ask for explanations. <laughs> you in danger, girl. Yeah, there's a lot of gray area <laughs> very good there, then, right? Can I have this pen? Right. These are not yes-no <laughs> questions, right? Because we said visited by someone. We all have different thoughts on what that looks okay. like what that feels like right. Right? But what, what, when you say visited you assume you mean like what they're coming in and sitting down next to you well right someone might answer no even though they felt they've communed float a penny to you right <laughs> <laughs> someone has just seen ghosts recently it sounds like you know that movie pretty well about as well as vince knows ferris bueller debbie well right i'm up there I can't quote it as well as Ferris Bueller, though. So if you are feeling like you're communicating with a dead relative, chances are you are not alone. 53% You're in good company. On Wisconsin's morning news, controversy this morning surrounding former President Trump, which kind of goes without saying, but this time it's not legal issues, Eric. Controversy? I mean, that's a strong word. (laughs) I'm creating a controversy here. Okay. All right. Not political, but virtually no one in the golf world believes what he is claiming just happened. Story posted to Twitter by Golf Digest, reposting something that the former president put up on his social media platform, True Social. I'm sitting there tweeting, bing, bing, bing. Bing, bing, bing. Here's what Golf Digest wrote. 
Donald Trump announced over the weekend that he won his senior club championship after firing a 67 at Bedminster. Wow. Bing. bing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> 67. Now, is, is that... Come on. For the... For the Uninformed is 67 a good score for golf? 67 is a good score for a pro. <laughs> for guys who are contending for the FedEx championship. For the Masters. That's a nice round at Augusta. <laughs> 67. No one believes it. <laughs> so you don't think it's real? It's, you are wrong. <laughs> it's so hard to do that. Now, it is uh, Trump National Golf Course, uh, Trump National Golf Club at Bedminster. So it's his club. He probably knows the course well. He's probably playing forward tees if it's a senior club championship. So he's not playing it at 7,200 yards or anything like that. The president does play uh, a lot of golf, and anybody can have a good day. I would blow you away if I told you like some of my best scores, and you, you and I would go out and golf right now, and you'd be like, "You shot the? I don't even believe you." Have but you're... sixty-seven <laughs> under par, man, and I don't know what it's there. It could be a par seventy. Even at that, three under. Come on. Quote: I am pleased to report for those that care. I just won the senior club championship at Bedminster Trump National Golf Club, shooting a round of sixty-seven. Now, some people here's what the president said on his on his true social. Now, some people will think that sounds low. Yeah, all the people, <laughs> all of the people think that sounds low. Even the people who love you. But there is no hanky lanky. Hanky never, lanky. Never heard that one. That's I've heard hanky term. panky, but yeah. you wouldn't expect that on the golf course, right? But there's no hanky lanky either said the former president. Many people watch, plus I am surrounded by many Secret Service agents. So that's how he's telling you, you know the score is legit, because there's Secret Service all around, and what, they wouldn't let him cheat? <laughs> uh, sir, you, you forgot one. Yeah. You had one more stroke. You had five on that hole, sir. I believe you marked four. No, they're there. They might even encourage him. They don't care. They're there to serve him, protect right. him, yes. right? Yes. He's Judge Smales, foot wedge. Don't count that. I was interfered with. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. President. Right? Bing, bing. I love it. I love it. So to suggest that because the Secret Service is there, this thing is on the up and up. So here's what I, I wonder, like, does he have, like, a team that, like, sets this up and, and posts all this stuff? Because he, there's someone saying, hey, okay, here's what we're going to do today, Mr. Trump. We are going to have you say you shot a 67 Last week, our strategy was that you weighed 215 pounds. Like, are they constantly coming up <laughs> right. with things to troll? Is that I just what know. it is, just to troll on everything? Can't be. Everything you know and read and hear about the former president is he's doing his own thing. Just and even, stuff. even when he knows, like, yeah, I shouldn't do this, but he can't help himself. So, right, like, no one's telling him how to, how to post on True Social. I don't invite her to events. Don't invite her to events. Guy on Twitter following the post immediately posted a poll. Question, did he play legit? 87% no. <laughs> and a lot of other tweets that followed, oh, including sure this popular response. And what did he shoot on the back nine? Bye, bing, bing. That's the end of that. You know, it's the only thing he can say. <laughs> so there's that. Hey, did you see this story in New York? Speaking of like some of these, uh, we were talking about marijuana earlier because of Illinois and what all these other states are doing and what Wisconsin's not doing. At the U.S. Open, where they play tennis, of course, the, it's taking place right now. Everyone's raising a stink over what they're smelling. 
at the court. Rather than the smell of victory, one U.S. Open player says the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center, especially a court in the southwest corner, smells more like Snoop Dogg's living room. Eighth seed Maria Zachary complained about the smell of marijuana during and after her first round loss on Monday. Players and security staffers believe the source of the smell is from a park next door. There may not be much they can do about it because in New York it's legal for adults to smoke or vape cannabis wherever smoking tobacco is allowed. Jennifer Kuiper, CBS news <laughs> <laughs> i can vouch for that haven't just been back from new york definitely yeah. can smell it in and around wherever <laughs> i was offered cocaine in new york oh that's nice guy just walking by standing on the street talking to a guy anybody need any cocaine <laughs> no thank you i'm good my, I'm, I'm good no thank you I'm sir good. no thank you sir i'm fine but he was fine with it just kept on walking my wife looked immediately at our daughter and she said and you know that's the proper answer to that question anytime, <laughs> right. not just here standing on the street. Yeah, I, I guess I hadn't really thought of um, the uh, waft of that making its way into the U.S. Open enough where they're complaining about it. I was hoping they'd well, say like the source of the smell was like Andre Agassi or something. I don't know, like <laughs> that it was an actual right. somebody. somebody. in the stands just smoking up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is this cool? Right, no, yeah. it's not cool. Yeah, it's mine. Yeah, is this all right? No. I can't be bothering the athletes to an extent of like they can't perform. It's I, not like a. That's a it's great not question. like Snoop Dogg's. So, so I'm, living not a, room. I'm not a. I'm not a, a. I'm not really into tennis, as you know. But like all I'm ever to say, I'm not really into weed. I suppose not. <laughs> You're more into tennis than you are. No, the, the U.S. Open though. Like I keep hearing all these random stories about. Oh, there's a smell of marijuana. The U.S. Open. Also, this big story about how oh she was. Taking too long, she was slowing down the amount of play at the U.S. Open. Then another one saying, oh, I was too loud at the U.S. Open. It's like, my gosh, just play tennis. What's going on? Worry about smells, about people cheering. Worry about taking too long in your session or whatever you call it, your match. Is that what it's called? <laughs> your session. <laughs> yes, yes your I, uh, the one lady who played at Coco, they uh, got upset at her because she was taking too long. She was slowing Coco down. Coco was upset because you're supposed to have, you know, much like how you have a pitch clock now in baseball, you have a certain amount of time that you can take in between points, and she thought her opponent was lagging around a little bit, well, and then she was she upset with the umpire. Ones for it. And she was upset with the umpire who wasn't, like, staying on her. Like, hey, she keeps doing this. Yeah. So I'm not a big fan of yelling at the umpire, unless it's McEnroe, then it's all good. <laughs> right? But, right, I, she had a point. The silence she thing was right. interesting. Anyway, U.S. Open's getting a lot of attention over things that have nothing to do with tennis. Smoke if you got them. I'm sitting there tweeting, bing, bing, bing.